And welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. This particular segment of Let's Talk has been pre-recorded, so the phone lines will not be open. Some of the information may be dated, as this program was recorded at an earlier time. Now, let's talk. And with you is Joe Tarleton. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. It's nice to see you again, too. You've been in before. It's been a long time since you have been in. It has been. It has been. So, we've got two attorneys right in front of me. We got oil, gas, mineral rights over here with Joe Charlton, and you're based out of uh, Sarver, Saxonburg. Which one would you say, Sarver? Sarver, yes. In Sarver, in uh, is that Buffalo Township on yeah, 356? Yes, and of course, you, Mr. Pater, right downtown in Butler. Yes, right in the Morgan Center on the yeah. second floor. And you focus on elder law, but what else do you focus or help people with? I do a great deal of real estate. I do a great deal of small business matters, buying and selling of uh, property, businesses consulting with businesses, consulting with buyers and sellers on agreements, deeds, title searches, closings, all of those different matters. And, Joe, when folks come to you, are they primarily oil and gas nowadays, or do you branch out as well? We uh, Oil and gas is a subspecialty of, of what we do. Uh, like Mike, we handle a lot of uh, estate planning matters, a lot of business representation matters. Uh, I'm a little more geared towards the litigation aspect of it, lawsuits in court, um, you know, fighting over certain things. If I, <laughs> I let the fighting to yes. you. <laughs> and do you. I don't know, do you do the same thing, Michael? We do. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times we work together on those matters. Yeah. Yeah. What attracts you to, to going into court? It's interesting how each of us focuses on a certain industry, and that's just what we love about that industry. I do. I leave the fighting to you, too. You know, I mean, you go, you guys represent me and go into court. That's fine. But, um, but some people don't like to do that like me. What, what attracts your business? What, what's attractive about it, Joe? I've, I've always liked thinking on my feet, and when you're in front of a judge, um, nothing is scripted. Uh, you might have an argument that you're giving the judge that you may think is scripted, but you get stopped in the middle of that, and you have to think on your feet. Um, that's what I like. Uh, it, our work is split up 50-50. A lot of the times you're in the office doing the paperwork, uh, which is an important part of the business, uh, but being in court gives me the, the ability to just think a little bit uh, outside the box and making arguments to the judge, and, and I love doing that. 
That's neat. And Mike, Michael? Sometimes it's the beforehand. It's mm -hmm. sometimes trying to work through problems amicably between the parties, between the attorneys, trying to come to a resolution that perhaps both people are not happy with, but they're satisfied that they worked their way through it. Okay? So sometimes the help is staying out of court, not needing to go into court. So for me, as, as I can help the clients beforehand is the best I can do. And I will have to say what I love about both of you is you sit down and you talk with individuals. So a lot of people are intimidated to go to an attorney because I'll say, honestly, when I go into an attorney, I don't know enough about what I don't know to even give you information. So, you know, both of you sit down with, with clients and talk. Do you feel that people are intimidated? Am I a normal person that would come into you? You're a very normal person. Most people do not even know what to ask. They're caught up in a matter and they will come into the attorney. They're intimidated. They're a fear mm -hmm. of coming in, okay? Um, but that's you're trying to help them through the situation, make sure that they're not as fearful, providing them with guidance, okay, so that they can work their way through it. So perhaps during the meeting they start to relax, feel a little bit more comfortable, and especially when the second or third time that they may be coming in, hopefully they have the confidence in themselves and in the attorney. A successful meeting for me is at the end of that meeting when they say, no matter what the situation is, because sometimes the situation doesn't get any better, but at least they say, I feel better about it now. Mm. That That is, when I hear that at the end of a meeting, I know that I, I had done my job, at least at the initial intake meeting, uh, I had done my job. Right. Because I think we live in such a society now that we're supposed to learn things on our own. You Google it, and you watch a video, and that's how you learn things. And there are so many specifics especially with gas and oil, mm -hmm. and especially with elder law, that I don't have time to learn all of this. And that's why we come to you. Isn't that what you find? Yes. Google's and, dangerous. It, and, and I don't know. Yeah. And, and then Google tells you 15 different yes. things. And it's like, just give me somebody and the art, that knows this. The art of, of, of speaking with clients is to nicely say the 15 documents that you, you had looked up and brought in, two of them might be correct, but the other 13 are not in this state, don't really apply to your situation. And you've got to do it in a, in a manner that doesn't embarrass the client. And, and you know, it just, you just can't be denigrating with that, that type of stuff. Absolutely. You never want to get into a situation where you're downloading a power of attorney off the Internet. And right in the document it says, for use in Texas only. And you are here in Pennsylvania and your relative that's signing off is in Pennsylvania and you didn't realize that. Now when you go to use it, suddenly it's not able to be used. And it's like, darn, I went off the Internet and downloaded something. Um, YouTube videos, though entertaining, may not be something you're going to legally rely on in the different fields. A lot of times it's people's opinions, okay, and they come from all different matters. An attorney's opinion from Illinois, an attorney's opinion from Louisiana, attorney's opinion from California may not be the same as an attorney's opinion in Pennsylvania. So you have to be very careful when you use any type of media as your background is a legal basis. so Folks, it is what we are considering Ask the Lawyer Day, if you will. 283-2525 is the number if you want to give us a call. Mike Pater from Butler is here. Uh, 25 more minutes will be together. And also Joe Charlton from Charlton and Charlton, and he and his wife together in that business and on Route 356 in Buffalo Township, but that would be um, Sarver. And we actually... Today, uh, we just got a, a local office in Butler as well. Oh, so did you? Are you expanding? We are. Where are you located? Uh, we're in the uh, Holly Point building. 
Okay. Uh, we just rented an office in the Holly Point building by appointment only because uh, we don't have the staff there. Our main office is still in Sarver, uh, but we did expand into the Holly Point building. Oh, fun. Well, I say fun. <laughs> it's fun for me. I could just walk over there. It's actually what I was doing this morning right before I came in, so right, getting everything right. set up. Well, it's always fun to hear about expansions, you yes. know, because so many businesses struggle so much, especially in this economy, and to hear expansion is so much, it's so nice. So congratulations Thank to you. you so much. two different offices. Uh, Mike, you still have one office, right? I still have the one office. Office in the Morgan okay. Center, yes. So now you got to catch up to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe go back down to Sarver, maybe, you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Share offices. But, um, and, and of course, um, Joe is focusing on mineral and oil rights again, branching out in other areas. So if you do have a question, feel free and call us. What I love about these kinds of days, they're here. And it's free. And you can remain anonymous. All of those types of things, we can do that. 283-2525. And also, Pat is our producer back there, and uh, I say back there behind the glass. If you don't want to be on the air with us, feel free and give him the question, and we can go ahead and uh, get that on the air for you. So, 283 So, Joe, I have a question for you because um, we've been in this boom in Butler County with the, the drillers and the compressor stations coming in, and, and that's been around now for a while. Have you seen any shift in, in the... Um, amount of boom that's been happening has it slowed down is it still progressing what do you see it, it has slowed down the market for the oil and the uh, market on the gas price right now are uh, they're at historic lows um, when you look at the, the prices so you've seen a shift toward um, away from leasing at this point where you have the companies that are kind of holding what they have and drilling the holdings that they do have and you've seen a, a shift away from them actually going out and leasing and you've seen a shift towards uh, companies coming in and trying to purchase those. Because when you have a period where the gas price is down, the people who want to buy your mineral rights, as opposed to leasing the mineral rights, that increases. So you have a, a big increase right now in the people who are trying to purchase. And also, it seems like, I don't know this for, for a fact, but from the cases that I'm getting and the matters that I'm getting, they're switching capital from uh, leasing to infrastructure. So you have a lot of pipeline agreements going in um, that people are working out and a lot of pipelines that are being installed right now. So it seems like they're switching over to infrastructure as opposed to uh, leasing. And talk about an industry that was new to all of us, you know, a few years ago. And uh, now we depend on, on individuals like you. And, and I always tell people to go to you because you're like the key because you really, you, you told me the story of how you got into this. Yes. And, and you have now focused your business on this. And so to see the changes can really be confusing. Do you find people are still confused because maybe friends and family members are under X, Y, and Z agreements and now they're getting the 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 new system if you will that, that you're saying there's an adjustment people are getting confused because they're getting offers in the mail you have a lot of companies that come in and, and put out the mailers to purchase and a lot of people are getting confused on the purchase versus the leasing uh, if you're leasing you, you still retain the ownership of those rights uh, you still get a royalty whenever you lease and, and you're part of a lease when you sell those rights you are selling basically the future royalty and your and your oil, gas, and mineral rights. I'm not saying one way or another you should or should not do that, and, and it really varies and depends on your situation. Um, it just depends on your life situation, uh, your family situation, um, so there's a, and your financial situation. So there's a lot of different factors that go into that, but people are getting confused, and that's really the first part of my meetings is do you know what you're doing here? You know, you're not leasing this. It, that bundle or that stick out of your bundle of sticks that you own is, is going to be gone forever. But in some cases, the prices that they're offering right now 
uh, they're hard to pass out for clients. So we, we're actually doing quite a bit of the negotiation on the purchases. And speaking of prices, can't that be confusing? Because, again, uh, don't those fluctuate with what the plan is by the company or the offer is by the company? They, they fluctuate by what the plan is for the company, whether you're close to a, a, a drilling unit or in a drilling unit. Uh, they fluctuate township to township. Uh, you, you'll see $1,000 swings um, being 500 feet away from each other on two different properties. So it just there's so much that goes into it, and and having a uh, an attorney um, that's there for you to watch because a lot of these agreements they're not from Pennsylvania, so you'll have a lot of agreements that come out of Oklahoma and Texas that don't really comply with Pennsylvania law, and and you can get hurt by that if you're signing those agreements and something goes wrong, you don't have the legal rights that you normally would have had in Pennsylvania because now you're contracted in in Texas. So we take those agreements, we deconstruct them, we, we reconstruct them with our own language, uh, and we negotiate that price because uh, there's a lot of different people out there that are looking to purchase. So you basically um, you know, see what price you can get for the client. See, and at that point, it's so nice as a client just to say, just talk to my lawyer. Just, you know, just it takes, hand it over because I'm headaches. thoroughly confused at this point. So just talk to him or her. It takes a lot of headaches away. People don't realize you, know, you get these letters in the mail that say, we want to buy 100% of your rights. You can do so many things. You can keep your shallow rights. If you have a shallow gas well, you can keep your house gas. You can sell any percentage you want, 25, 50, 75. Depending on your life circumstance, you can tailor what you're doing um, to your life circumstance. And really, you're in the driver's seat. You own those. Uh, the purchasing companies are not in the driver's seat. They want to buy what you have. So it's people view this differently. Uh, if you're buying a car, um, you go in, they have the car, you're purchasing it. So they're in the driver's seat most of the time with what they're going to offer you. The purchasing companies try to do that, but they don't, I mean, they do realize, the landowners don't realize you're the one that holds that key. You're the one that holds that property. So you name that price. If you're reasonable, you'll get a deal done. If, you, if you're not, then normally the car doesn't have, sell. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. And you can shop. Absolutely. You can shop for different prices. Absolutely. If one person's <laughs> interested, one company's interested, there's going to be other companies interested as well. Sure, absolutely. Again, the number here is 283-2525, 283-2525. Joe Charlton of Charlton and Charlton in uh, the Sarver area, Route 356, and now in Butler and Mike Pater, of course, in downtown Butler as well. Mike, focusing on elder law, but yet, okay, so what's the connection? You know, I know Mike has, well, as you've said many times, we work together, and people are thinking, okay, you are in two different areas. So when do you work together? In, in the way that Mike and I work together a lot is um, we're both small firms. So when we do oil and gas, we have a very high number of those cases. Um, they're high turnover cases. They don't last that long, so you get a high volume and a high turnover. The thing that happens from that is since we at Charlton & Charlton do estate planning, Mike does estate planning too, um, in advanced estate planning. Mike is, has a very um, high degree of knowledge in, in estate planning. What happens is those the people or clients come back to us for estate planning, but when you have a hundred oil and gas cases that have just closed down in a year and a lot of those people come, come back, the estate planning is a little more time intense. So it takes a little longer to do. So Mike and I uh, started working together on clients that come in from those oil and gas um, checks and royalties that are coming in. And we both work together collaboratively to plan their estates. Um, so we we divvy up uh, duties and everything, and we work together as a team uh, to plan those estates. We also do the small business. Mm -hmm. A lot of the oil and gas people uh, are incorporating or causing entities to be created. We work together with that. We work together with their accountants. 
<clears throat> we do an awful lot of small business work together where we do a lot of consulting and buying and selling of businesses, um, not just in Butler County, but all of the neighboring counties as well. So it's just adding a little bit of a, more knowledge to the situation, okay, bringing a little bit of varied backgrounds from both of us so we're providing a better benefit to our clients. And we like to do like we like to do certain things. I wouldn't bore the listeners with <laughs> the, the the tedious details of it. There's certain aspects of a business sale that I like to do, and there's certain aspects that Mike likes to do, and he's better at. So when we when we divide those up, uh, it really benefits a client um, to have the expertise of both of us uh, working on that, and my wife, and and yeah. you know everyone in the and firm. And the team, mm-hmm. yeah, team comes together. So uh, Mike, let me ask you, what are you seeing in uh, real estate um, or your estate? Um, issues that people come to you with from a real estate standpoint the market is up i think if you spoke with the realtors that you've had in here over the past couple months uh, it's been a very good market for butler county as compared to perhaps other counties Um, butler county has seen a growth in the number of listing sales perhaps what i do is work with clients um, in closing of those properties doing their title searches doing their actual closings working with buyers and sellers to do all the different paperwork that may be required in that transaction. From an estate standpoint, uh, we do have the new power of attorney law that just went into effect last year that a lot of people think they have to revise their old power of attorney. It's not necessarily the case, but it's good to look over their paperwork to make sure that they are up to date and the things that they have listed and the things that they would want to be done are able to still be met that their intentions and purposes are still the same. What language is being used that's making people think they have to change, or is it just not understanding the language being used? Anytime that you see, um, like, where the new law that comes out to say, oh, the power of attorney law was amended, people think, oh, I must go in and amend my old power of attorney so that it complies with the new laws. We've never said that the power of attorneys that you had or let's call it grandfathered in would be something that would no longer be of use. We never said that. But the, the paper and different media make it sound like the law has been amended. What do I have to do? Okay. So the people will come in. But again, it may be saying to them, you don't need anything at all because your intent is still the same. Your purposes are still the same. Maybe you want to tweak this or update that. And some people do. Some people just keep the same paperwork that they have. Speaking of the language, and I know we mentioned being intimidated to come to a lawyer in the first place, is it okay that I don't understand the language that's being used? Because that's why I would come to an attorney in the first place. I don't understand the language that you use. Well, a lot of times what's thrown out in the estate world is trust. A lot of times people are intimidated. They've been invited to different dinners. They've been invited to free events and heard about all these different trusts that are out there. So whenever they're coming in, they're talking about trusts and they don't really understand the revocable or an irrevocable. They're talking about power of attorneys, living wills, what's the difference between a living will and a will. So we're not asking you to totally understand. We're just hoping that whenever we're done, you do understand that which you end up with. Um, And that's usually the clients walk out quite happy because their intent of what they wanted is met, even though at the time they walked in, they may not have understood that. Okay. I mean, in the past two weeks, I've had probably four or five clients say, we've been waiting 20 years to do this. Now, there's a variety of different reasons why people wait, um, but the biggest one I think that you hit the, the nail on the head is it can be intimidating to go in, um, that your estate plan gets put on the back burner because I'll deal with it later, or they think it's going to be a very 
difficult process. People always say, what do I need to bring in? Do I need to bring in everything I have financially, uh, all my financial documents, all that? No. You come in, you talk to us. We, through our questioning, get um, you know, your, a snapshot of what your life looks like. Okay, so people always think, I've got to bring in everything I own on documents, on paper, all my life insurance policies. We don't need that upon initial um, consultation, and that's what keeps people away uh, from that initial consultation and taking care of their estate planning, in my opinion. I don't know yeah, if you've had the same. Most definitely. It's just sitting down and seeing what they want to accomplish. What do they hope to accomplish with what they have? Who do they want to take over? And whenever you're speaking about a simple power of attorney, always remember, though it may be many pages, it's just appointing someone to take over for you if you are sick or ill, cannot act for yourself. Who do you want to step in and make financial decisions? Who do you want to step in to make medical decisions? So a lot of the verbiage may be something that we write up and talk with you about, but the intent is who do you trust to take over? So it's not necessarily what you own or what you have because that person may have to deal with everything, no matter how large, no matter how small your, your matters may be, it's who you trust. From a will, a lot of times people are not sure what it is that they want until they come in and start talking about it. So it doesn't matter that they have an account at XYZ Bank or stock at ABC Stock Company. What, are your, what is your intent? Who do you want to be the benefactor of the things that you've accomplished and the things you've accumulated over the years at the time of your passing? So it's not to be intimidated. It's not that you have to take a 20-page checklist and come back with it. It's just mainly a discussion. Now, the power of attorney is a piece of the estate planning, and you've answered why is it so important for the power of attorney, but how about for the whole entire estate plan? Why is it so important that we get this done? Well, you want to make sure that you have the documents in place so that if while you are living, if you were to fall ill or sick or unable to act for yourself in any manner, whether it's short-term or long-term, who is going to be able to step in for you? Who do you want to step in for you? Who do you trust to step in for you? So those are the power of attorneys. Those are the health care power of attorneys. Sadly, we come to the end of our life, and we get in a situation, what do we want if we're able to provide guidance as to different medical procedures that we may want? Do we want breathing tubes, feeding tubes at the end stage of our life? That is a living will. Then you have your will the time of my passing, after all of my bills and expenses have been paid, who do I want to receive the different things that would remain? Who do I want to get the car, the, the money accounts, the house, whatever I may have, from large or small, that's my intent. That may be the only four documents you really need. But then as you start to talk with families, you start to get into talking about yourself. You have the children. Joe has young children. Joe would have a situation in yourself and your wills. You may say there's no need to have a guardian as long as my husband and I are here in your case. But you get in a situation, who do you want to be the guardian of your children if the both of you are not here and they're below the age of 18? That's a discussion. You may not want the child or children to get all of your assets when they turn 18. Do you want to trust to cover those assets until the child reaches an age, 23, 25, something you may feel is a little bit more mature to receive those assets. Along the way, how do I want the money dispersed if I'm no longer here? Who do I want to be the trustee? Do I want my bank to be the trustee? Do I want my brother, my sister, my mother? Who do I want to be the trustee? Who would manage my, my affairs? And we've seen some pretty dire uh, situations, Mike and I both together, where 
um, people had the the idea and the thought that oh we're, we're husband and wife we have kids uh, if I pass away it's just going to all go to my wife and, and that's not always the situation uh, and we've we've brought in the the family and said there was no will um, the estate now has to go this way per state law um, and people are, are kind of shocked at that sometimes they don't realize that there is a state statute that is going to govern how that goes. Um, when, whenever you pass away in the absence of a will. So do the kids have no recourse at that point? <clears throat> there's different things you can do, um, but there's, there's, you know, disclaimers and things of that nature, but they all have consequences and effects. Okay. And it can have negative tax implications as well, um, you know, if you, let that, if you let the state decide what's going to happen with your, uh, with your money when you pass away. If you've never asked your attorney, you may never know until it's too late. So options, different things that may be available to you in making those decisions may not be available to you down the road. Um, speaking of a power of attorney, if you don't have a power of attorney and it's in yourself, you would own your own home, and that may be listed as you and your husband owning the home together as husband and wife. If you fell ill or sick and you were selling me the house today, hopefully you have a power of attorney so that your husband can step in, sign off his interest, and use the power of attorney to sign off on your interest. It's not a matter of, oh, I'll just go and sign off for my wife because she cannot make it. She's hospitalized. She's incapable of signing. So those are different options, different things that you want to speak about. Just what Joe was saying, from a will standpoint, if you've never asked what your what would happen, then suddenly you get into a dilemma, oh, it's too late to change it. So, yes, you're making tax decisions. You're making uh, elections. You're making disclaimers, renunciations. All those different things sound like a whole lot of legal terms, and they are. But those options are kind of, may not be what you had wanted while you were alive. So especially in spouses, especially when you get into second marriages, mm -hmm. um, adopted children, stepchildren, all those th different things. Ask those questions so that it can be spelled out. What is your intent? So your intent can be followed if by chance you perhaps don't live as long as you expected. Absolutely. The phone number here is 283-2525, 2525 Let me just see. Uh, hi, who's this? Damien Hamley. Damien, do you have a question for our lawyers? Well, I'm, I'm trying to find out about uh, oil lease. An oil lease. Okay, that would be Joe. Yeah. Uh, whether what I want to find out, I have mineral rights. Okay, so is your question, how do you go about finding out if you have mineral rights? Well, I do have my mineral rights. It says on my deed. Well, and, and this I is... I have all the mineral. And is this Damien? Right. Damien? Hi, Damien. Yes. Um, so I have a lot of clients that, that will say it says on my deed that I, that I have my mineral rights. Um, but you have to be very cautious of that because mineral rights and oil and gas rights um, in Pennsylvania can be severed from the surface estate, okay? And that can occur... Uh, at any time, at any point in the history of your property, of what you have. Um, generally speaking, when someone comes to me and wants to find out if they own their oil and gas rights, we would then do, uh, if a gas company has not already leased it and done it for them, uh, we would do what's called an oil, gas, and mineral search. Um, and what we do is we have a title abstractor that goes and pulls the documents. And generally they go back to 1859 or they try to go back to the patent on the land and then they trace that back through history to see if your oil and gas has ever been severed um, from that estate that you own and the and the odd thing is statistically 
um, we're probably looking at between 25 and 35 percent of the people that come to me that say do I own the oil and gas rights and they think they do do not um, but that's a process that you would have to go through it's not exactly cheap um, but you know there are abstractors out there that have very good deals um, on on spending four or five six days at a courthouse pulling all those documents uh, for you generally you would go to an attorney because we have those relationships with the uh, the abstractors already, so you don't have to go out and find your own. But that's how you would determine if you have the oil, gas, and mineral rights. Now, if you have leasing interest in your property, you don't really have to do that. If a gas company wants to lease your property, they can lease that, and by addendum, which means you fix these leases, you can put a clause in there that says you don't guarantee you have it. And that kind of puts the burden then on, on the leasing company to have their lawyers and their abstractors go check and make sure you have it. If you have it, then they'll pay you your bonus payment and, and, and finalize the lease. If you do not have it, then generally they send you a letter indicating what was wrong or what happened in the history of your uh, your property. Damien, do you have an existing oil lease? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. And, no. I, and I caution people with, with regard to existing oil leases. There are certain times um, that we're going through right now, certain periods where the oil and gas boom got so uh, heated that gas companies really weren't checking title uh, as well as they probably should have, and they've missed a few of those. Um, I have a few uh, clients in, in matters right now where they've been paid on a lease two or three times already, um, and they didn't have the gas rights whenever we went back and looked at it. They've actually made that mistake a few times. So you really have to, if you really want to know, you really have to get an attorney who has a good abstractor uh, that can do a very good title opinion. So, Joe, if if, um, if I'm understanding, Damien, at this point, if I don't know one way or another, can I just come to you or an attorney just to say, can you take care of this for me? Is yes. that an option? You can do that, yes. Okay. So, Damien, does that answer your question? Yes, it does, but... Uh how do I get in contact with them? Well, you know what? Joe's right here. I'm going to have Joe give out his phone number. Joe, why don't you do that right now? Sure. We're Charlton and Charlton, located on uh, South Pike Road, which is 356 in Sarver. Uh, our telephone number is 724-540-1161. And do that again because I'm still trying to write it down, too. That's okay. <laughs> Damien and I are together. Okay, 724. 724-540-1161. All right, Damien, did you get that? 1161. That's it. All right. All right. Thanks, Damien. Uh, I've got another question. Okay, real quick. We have about uh, one minute. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would, uh, about an, uh, an inheritance. How do you go about doing that? Or can I talk to them at the same time? That would be Mike Pater. Mm -hmm. You're talking about an inheritance tax question? Well, yeah, we're getting up in age, and i like to find out how we can take care of things. Oh, there's a lot of different things available to you. When you say you're getting up in age, it sounds like you have a wife there as well. I sure do. <laughs> okay, well, that, that simply is that just the two of you, please come on in. I'm in Morgan Center up across from the courthouse and just talk about the different options that would be available to you concerning the assets that you have in you and your wife's possession. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your number? 724-287-7724. Okay, Damien, you have both of those? 
Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I got them both. Okay, 7, 7, good. 2, 4. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, Thank Damien. Damien. You have a great thank day. Thank you. All right. Thank you. you. And, folks, we are really out of time for, for Let's Talk. I know we could talk to both of you for like an hour, but <laughs> or more, or all day. <laughs> so thank you guys uh, again. One more time with your phone numbers because I know uh, Charlton Charlton, um, again, in southern Butler County yeah. and now in Butler. Do yes. we call the same phone number for either office? Yes, it's okay. the same number. Okay, go ahead with that number it's, again. It's uh, 724 540 And Mike Pater in downtown Butler? 724 287 Seven seven two four. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us again. Again, if you don't have those phone numbers, you can go into WISR 680.